You're listening to the Monica Cade podcast, an interview series featuring conversations that bring out your best. A chat to thought leaders, creative minds, athletes, and entrepreneurs doing what they love while challenging the status quo. The intention for this podcast is to have conversations that bring out your best. You can find the show notes on my website, monicacade.com, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Monica Cade. And if you enjoy this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. You'll be helping me achieve my mission to impact 200,000 lives in 2019. For now, let's dive into the show. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Monica Cade podcast. You may have already met my guest today. It's Dr. Rebecca Ray. She's a dear friend, first and foremost, and she's also an author, clinical psych, and speaker. Her latest book, The Universe Listens to Brave, is the center of our conversation today. So without further ado, let's welcome her to the podcast. Hello, Beck. Thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be back conversing with you, Mon. We haven't done this for ages, so I was so excited about our conversation today. Yeah, me too. For our listeners, if you haven't listened to our Fiercely Courageous Conversations series, that was the series Beck and I put together that ran last year, and it was very popular amongst our audiences. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, go back through the episodes and have a listen because there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, we did 12 episodes, one for each month mm-hmm. in, a, in a series of basically about courageous living and everything that that entails. And I think that the, so the number of hours that we've spent talking to each other in those episodes is a lot, <laughs> but there was so much good stuff to come out of that. I really enjoyed that time. Yeah, exactly. Me too. So in case there are some new listeners, I was wondering maybe if you could just give us a little bit of a background into who you are and and what you do. Sure. So my name's Rebecca Ray. I prefer if you call me Beck (laughs) because that's how I feel about my friends. I'm an author and I'm a speaker and I'm a clinical psychologist and I was in full-time private practice up until a couple of years ago when I moved into the digital space so that I could spend uh, my time and energy impacting more people. So there's only so many people that you can see in a day in clinical practice and I felt strongly about diving into my writing and being able to share my work with more people. And so here I am in my digital space, helping people to live more inspired, courageous and expansive lives. Mm. Yes. And that's how I found out about Beck. I came across her Instagram and was totally moved by her writing. And that's where our friendship developed when she first came on the podcast. That's when you slid into my DM. (laughs) That's right. I secretly, (laughs) I was one of your fans. (laughs) Still am. (laughs) And now I'm one of yours. (laughs) So you authored Be Happy and now you've also authored The Universe Listens to the Brave, which is super exciting. And I feel like when I hear the word brave and courageous, I think of you because I feel like your brand and, and everything that you talk about really, I feel really helps clarify what that means for people you know and and so I thought let's start off with talking a bit about bravery and and what does that mean what does bravery mean to you first of all thanks for the beautiful compliment that's Mm -hmm. just one of the nicest things anyone ever has ever said to me about my brand and that's like the biggest compliment I could ever get because that's exactly what I'm going for in terms of bravery 
to to kind of I guess distill that down into some kind of meaning for people it means for me whatever it means for you on a daily basis to live with meaning and to be able to accept the human condition while you do that Mm. so one of the difficulties about being human is that we suffer and we hurt and we feel this full spectrum of emotions that aren't always pretty and aren't always easy to be able to tolerate and it's hard it's it's a really hard task to live bravely amongst that so i'm not going to say that brave is you know conquering mount everest but that's some people's brave. I don't want to put a label on it. What I want to say is brave is what you make brave. Mm. So for some people, um, brave might be getting out of bed in the morning today. And for some people, brave might be uh, releasing a new book or it might be doing something like climbing five peaks in Colorado, which I know someone who was doing recently. And mm. I just don't know why or how. But anyway, each to their own. <laughs> um, I'm not that kind of brave. But you will have your kind of brave. And what I mean by brave is being able to uh, muster all the feelings as they're occurring right now, except that the fear is part of the ride and still move forward anyway. Mm. How do people foster that and nurture that for themselves? Because I feel like what you're saying is... Sometimes I find in when life can be, when the pressure is really, really on, sometimes we don't want to be brave and sometimes yeah. we, we know what we need to do or, you know, what would support us, but it's really hard to do that. So do you have an example maybe in your own life where you had to really draw on your own brave and how did you do that? Oh, that's just the story of my life, Mon. Like that's, <laughs> this is me on a daily basis. Like I think one of the important things of having a, a brand that is based on courage is that um, you understand that I live with fear daily mm. and I live with avoidance daily and I'm sitting here doing all the things that I need to do to reach brave myself and that's not always e- easy. So I know what sabotage is. Mm. And I know what procrastination looks like. And I know what it means to be able to be so um, pissed off that those uncomfortable feelings have showed up again and just not want to put the effort into overcoming them. So you sit in it. But you don't sit in it in an accepting way because we'll talk about that in a minute. Instead, you sit in it and wallow and throw a tantrum. I am a master tantrum thrower. (laughs) Ask Nissa. For listeners, Nissa is my wife. And unfortunately, she's the stable one out of the two of us. Unfortunate for her. I get the benefit <laughs> of her rock-like personality. She gets the benefit of my roller coaster creativity and emotional world that I add to our relationship. But what that means is that I have to spend sometimes a lot of effort in being able to manage my emotions to do what I need to be able to do to be brave. So it depends what area of life that we're talking about in terms of the examples that I give you, because I could give you any number of examples. Um, But I guess one from this year is I absolutely hate video. I hate being on video. I hate the pressure of having to sit there and look at that tiny little 
camera in the iPhone and not look away. And I hate having to just put myself out there like that. For some reason, it's so much easier to put myself out in text because writing comes so naturally. Mm. But to have to sit there and do it face to face um, just feels insurmountable particularly, and this is a really personal thing, but it's a very real thing, but particularly since I had a baby and had a shocking pregnancy and I ended up pretty much almost twice the size of my normal weight, which still hasn't disappeared. And so because I don't feel physically necessarily like myself, um, to put myself out on video is a huge thing and I procrastinated over it and I threw tantrums over it and I made up every single excuse in the book for why I didn't have to do it until I finally admitted that it's actually preventing me from connecting with my audience. Mm. And one of the things that is most important in my life is my people, not just the people that I love, but the people that I love across screens because they're the reason that I sit at my desk each day and do what I do. And our connection is one of the most precious things I have ever found in life. Mm. And so I don't ever take it for granted. And this year is about me levelling up and being able to create as much content as I possibly can to connect with my people and to help them. And one of the ways that I can add in this world is by putting my face out there as well and actually being able to interact in that face-to-face level on video. So I can say that I've done busy video. (laughs) So I stopped throwing tantrums long enough to actually do a couple of videos and I have more in the works. So I'm doing it anyway, but I guarantee for you that I feel fearful and I don't like it each time, but I'm doing it. That's great, Mm. right? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It's moving through. It's, It's like you're saying, it's not that that type of feeling where you you recognize you're in resistance to something and then you're wallowing in it. Like you mentioned before, mm. you're, oh, I have wallowed. For sure. <laughs> and, I think, and I think wallowing can be a natural part of the process. I think sometimes when we have these conscious conversations, people forget that, well, you know what? I kind of, I'll, I'll give an example from my own life, but I remember, I think I was in my early twenties. I was facing like different challenges and things like that, but usually I'm pretty good at picking myself up. And then I think there was something that was challenging me for a longer period of time. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to give myself two minutes. And I called it the two minute meltdown. I gave myself full permission for two minutes to wallow, to cry, to feel depressed or anything that I wanted to. But after those two minutes were over, I had to pick myself up and carry on. Now, oh, Mon, you're ripping <laughs> yourself off. I've done days, not just two minutes. <laughs> look I think as well we have to depending on what the situation is you know I think some situations are not going to be resolved in two minutes and I'm not by any means saying to our listeners that you can resolve your life in two minutes I'm not but I'm just saying that I think having that meltdown if you need it is part of the process it is part of the journey because it's through that that we kind of like rise up from there and then and then we might take action like you have been with your videos you may not be particularly in love with it but hey you are doing it you're having a go and then at the end of the day whether it's something you choose to do into the future or not you still did that you still kind of face that obstacle which I think is amazing yeah but being clear on the outcome that's why I did it Mm. so I think maybe we should add to this brave definition that it's not being brave for brave's sake it's not just about creating fear in yourself for the sake of it it's being 
very clear on some kind of meaningful outcome for that bravery, whether it's your own recovery, your own healing, or your own growth. Mm. So there's something that comes out of pushing through that fear to do what it is that's courageous courageous in your life. Mm. Um, And when I joke about days, I'm actually also not joking. Like sometimes I have been in a funk for weeks even where I'm, you know, struggling with my emotions and back in that tug of war and then I'll come out of it and shift through. And it's, that's, as you say, part of the process and that happens across all areas of life. I'm not saying that, you know, sabotage has to be a part of the process or procrastination has to be a part of it or that tantrum throwing has to be. I'm just yeah. saying that it's part of mine and one of the things that I know about my processes of growth is that when that stuff shows up, I'm just more adept at dealing with it now. So Mm. I can acknowledge what it is when it's happening, give it time to play out without going so far as deciding that I'm hopeless or unworthy or um, it's never going to work out. Mm. I think what you raise there is really important as you're talking about awareness and acknowledging it. I think many people don't have that awareness. So I think in the moment that you do have that awareness, I think that in itself is almost a celebration because you've taken a different route to maybe what in the past would have, you know, consumed you. Mm. Uh, I think that that's a really important part to to note with when we're talking about being brave and taking action and and wallowing or not wallowing as well. And the other thing that that just made me think of is, because I was just thinking, so what's stopped me from wallowing so much longer than I used to? Like what, what's interrupted that process? Mm-hmm. And I think what's, what's interrupted or what's grown in the process is I've just matured emotionally. So, you know, age and experience is a pretty good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the braver I get, the better I get at being brave. Mm-hmm. So my confidence builds. The more brave things that I do, the more brave things I think I can do. Mm. So this first step inspires my next step and the step after that and so on and so on and so on. So I think I find myself exploring more, uh, you know, further out to the tips of the branches of my brave tree because I know what I've already accomplished and I want to see what else is waiting at the end there. Mm, I love that analogy. It's so beautiful because I was thinking about asking you, do you think that, you know, in having pursued or moved towards the things that maybe you feel a little bit of resistance towards, do you feel like, you know, you're moving past those boundaries, but then your analogy of the tree is quite beautiful because I feel like, you know, there are so many different paths like of tree branches, you know, they grow in so many different ways and you can climb higher and you can climb, climb lower and, you know, but they're all part of the tree. So it's like, you're having all these experiences, but you know, you're just traveling different routes. And I think that's all, almost like a metaphor partly for our own life experience. You know, there's so many different things that we do and so many different avenues we go down. And sometimes it's not the right path, but ultimately it's all still one, you know? Absolutely. And I just want to mention the trunk. So I'm also one for reassuring myself of safety, emotional safety. So sometimes I have to run back to the trunk. Mm. And sometimes I have to sit there with my arms wrapped around the trunk for a while and remind myself that I'm safe and remind myself that I don't have to do all the things. 
and today I can have a day off and my writing's not going as quickly as what I'd like it to and that's okay. Mm. That other people put out more content than I do and that's all right. And that, you know, I Bennett sat in front of the Wiggles today and I didn't perfectly entertain him and that's okay. Like the part of that metaphor is that you don't always have to be out on the tips of the branches where the view's great but it's really bloody scary because the weather can get to you. But you can also be back at the trunk when you need it, when you just need to restore for a bit or when you need to give yourself some time out. I've mm. learned to do that too. I think that's so important, so super important. And I feel like there's more of a conversation around nurturing ourselves and the, and the self-care conversation, I guess, happening and that there are more voices talking about how we don't have to do all the things that we think we should do and the world isn't going to fall apart. Mm. Um And I think it's also sometimes doing those things for yourself. What do they look like in our own lives? Because when we do, we're like, oh, wow, look, nothing happened when I went off social media for a month or or if I didn't take the garbage out or, you know, all these different things. Exactly, exactly. But we could probably do a whole other podcast on self-care. We definitely. And my hatred for the word hustle. We could do a whole other podcast on that too. (laughs) Uh, actually, if we were going to summarise what we're saying is I've, I'm anti-hustle and I practice that in my daily life. But it's not that I don't get affected by other people who I perceive to be out there hustling. I still have to manage beliefs around um, I'm not enough and I'm not giving enough to the world and I should be doing more. Yeah, yeah. But my action is, no, no, actually, you need to have a glass of water and I sit down for a bit. Yeah. I love that approach. Now you mentioned Bennett, which is your new baby. And you also talked about creating content. And I wanted to know, you know, you're writing books, you're creating content on the daily, you have a new baby. You've, I know we know each other and I hope you don't mind me mentioning this. Uh, You also recently moved home. So you've had a very, you know, a lot of big changes in your life. And I Mm. guess for not necessarily just the mothers or parents listening, but for those in the entrepreneurial space, how do you navigate all this, all your full life for you? What does it look like from the inside? Uh, I have a wife, so I highly recommend that. If you can get a wife to our <laughs> listeners who's a supportive as mine, go do it. Um, so that also helps. I should That's my caveat is that everything I say after this, remember that I've got a wife who is just ridiculously supportive and does whatever she can to facilitate what I need in order to be able to create even when I'm being high maintenance and throwing tantrums. Um, but in terms of what... I put out into the world, oh, I, I can't, I, I don't know. I, it's hard to be able to summarise how I did last year. So last year was um, Be Happy was released in March. I gave birth later on in March um, and then I did a speaking engagement um, that was quite big in say July um I wrote another book um and another two books and um engaged with a new publisher and uh we moved house to somewhere that we've been dreaming of living um for a very long time and so there was a lot of upheaval and a lot of amazing things happening 
And I think the only way that I managed it was to let some stuff go. Mm. And there was some crucial stuff that got let go. Like I don't want to advertise here, but I had it all sorted out and that's the way the content got created. That's bullshit. Um, I ate all the food as much as I possibly could um, as avoidance of having to deal with my feelings when I got overwhelmed. So Mm. I just ate. Um, and I also just completely let go of my email subscriber list. So these are things not to do people. These are things that I would never recommend that you do, but I'm human and I was coping and doing the best that I could in a year that brought so many opportunities and so many amazing things that have transformed my life, but still it was change and I had to navigate through that change. And so what kept me going was, I kind of fell in love with motherhood and I never knew that I would. Um, I'm not a very maternal person and yet the little boy that we created happens to be my favourite human being besides his other mum on the face of this planet. And so that helped keep me going because that experience has been magical, Um, although a head wreck in trying to now navigate time. And then the other thing was my values about putting something out into the world that's worthy, um, that I'm inspired by as well as being able to stay connected to my people and inspiring them. And thank goodness I have the most forgiving audience in the history of the world who mm. kind of just let me not be all that present last year and still said hi on Instagram <laughs> when I showed up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I did it, but I certainly didn't do it perfectly. And I'm sitting here on the other side in a new year going, shit, I don't know how that happened, but it did and I'm still sitting here. That's what I love about you, Beck. I love that you're so, I guess, transparent as well about it. You know, you're not, there are, I think, a lot of people out there who put out good work, but they also don't show us that there's this other side too, that no person on this planet is perfect. We all, you know, are imperfect and I love that you're able to share that with the listeners and then your audience too I think that's what really grows a brand and I think that's what really helps us all connect with each other on a deeper level especially in a time when we are so connected digitally you know just seeing the humanity of someone else as well it just it reminds you it's like well there's a person behind this you know and 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 on your behalf this person's real you know yeah thank you that's I just think that that's incredibly important because I want people to understand that despite my qualifications I'm still just human I'm just a plain old human there is nothing special about me and I want people to understand that you can feel all the feelings and still be brave Mm. that's my brand, right? That, that's And that's how I try to live. Okay, all the feelings are showing up. What are the steps that I can take that are still create courageous while I'm feeling like this? Mm. That's just kind of how I got things done. When I wrote The Universe Listens to Brave, I cried for the first week. What I'm not joking. Tears. I sat in front of it. I couldn't write. <laughs> so I thought my brain was broken from the hormones of um, birth and pregnancy Mm -hmm. and it was probably I wrote The Universe Listens to Brave, I think, I can't even remember, this is like the amnesia that they talk about after you have a baby, Um, but it was sometime maybe halfway through last year that I wrote The the Universe Listens to Brave and for the first week when I sat down to write that book I cried every time I sat at the computer. 
And I cried because I thought my, my writing brain was broken and I wasn't good enough and everyone would know that I'm an imposter and um, having a baby ruined my chance to put words together and uh, I'd never be able to do it again. Wow. So there was a lot of chocolate and a lot of caffeine and a lot of Nissa gingerly walking up the hallway and popping it in to see if I was still crying and what she could do to help. And then I got over myself and I wrote the book. Amazing. See, and got written. (laughs) Uh And this is such a beautiful example of your creative process, you know, and, and I'm sure, I'm sure while it was happening, you were not like, yeah, this is fun. And this is part of my creative process. But as an outsider looking in and hearing this story, I'm like, wow, that there was so much, obviously that had to be let go of, which you mentioned before as well, before, I guess you were able to you know, create that space for whatever needed to move through to come out onto the pages. Yeah. And interestingly, I wrote a blog post recently and I went out to Nissa on the first day. It took me two days to write it. The first day, and she said, how did your writing go today? And I said, shit, I only wrote 200 words. And the rest of the time I stared at the computer at a blank page for, I don't know, three hours or something. (laughs) And she goes, why does that surprise you? And I said, what? I'm really impolite like that sometimes, particularly when I'm annoyed with myself. And I was like, what? And she goes, you do, this is what you do. This is part of the process. She goes, you always fight with it before you go back to it and you just write it. I'm like, no, that's, this is not what happens. (laughs) And then the next day, of course, I woke up and I wrote it in half an hour and something that I tried to write for like three or four hours the day before. And I went out to her and I went, you know that thing, how you said like that was my process? I think you're right. She's like, do you think? <laughs> and it, it is. It's just, and I think that's that's where the maturity comes in as you start to observe your own process and understand that unfortunately you've just got to go through it before you get to the other side and before you can actually create something. But I would say the going through is especially where the bravery shows up because if you don't continue sitting in that space to get to the other side, you never actually get there. You'll just keep cycling around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think paying attention along the journey is huge. So I'd like to know what do you most want our listeners to know about the universe listens to brave? On a practical level, I have been asked hundreds of times where my quotes, where someone can buy my quotes. Mm-hmm. So in the Universe Listens to Brave. So the Universe Listens to Brave is a book of my quotes. There's a hundred of my most popular quotes in it and they're divided into 10 themes Um all based on bravery and healing and um, being able to move forward through your own growth. So in terms of um, what the book is, that's what the book is. It's each theme has an introduction that I've written to introduce the reader to the topic and then quotes. So this is kind of the inspiration that I've been putting out to the world for the last couple of years wrapped up in a book. And it's so beautifully designed that you can just pick it up anytime, open it to any page and get the inspiration that you need. It's also the book that you'll want to give your mum or your sister or your best friend when she's going through the same thing. Mm. Um, And so the thing that I'd most like the listener to know is I've written this for you. Mm. That's beautiful. Because we're we're doing this and you've, you've asked for where this 
this information is and where this inspiration is and it wouldn't exist without you. Mm. You know, it's interesting you mentioned like this book is for someone who who may be going through something as well and I think it's amazing how often in our life, you know, we, we have our key people that we can turn to for support and obviously this is a big part of yours and and. I know we've all got a few key friends that we can call, call on when we need them most. What I love about the book, though, is that I feel like for me, in my experience, there are some times where I need to go through something on my own. However, sometimes, you know, just picking up a book like this and just opening the page, you find something that speaks to you and is just that little bit of support or that little bit of inspiration or that little bit of strength that's going to get you through that moment and I know one of your quotes I'm not one but a few of them at different times but one towards the end of the year you know it it did that to me I opened up my Instagram and there it was I can't remember exactly the words I remember that one yeah yeah I remember (laughs) you telling me about that but that that was the first thing you saw in your feed and it was the thing that you needed to see exactly and but I was in such a low place that when that you know, when I read those words, they just spoke so much to my soul and that's what I needed. And I think for our listeners, if you're not familiar with Beck's writing, please go have a look at her Instagram and then, then check out this book because I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Mum. That's all right. Now, aside from your book, you've got some other cool stuff happening this year and you're currently in the process of putting together an online course for your audience. Yeah. Do you want to share a little bit more on that? Yeah, sure. So I wanted a way that I could connect with my audience on a deeper level. Um, The books are great and, you know, Instagram's great, but it's still, you know, one step, step removed. And I have a lot of people asking me for answers and I don't have the time to provide answers or the space to provide answers in Instagram caption. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted somewhere else that I could get, um, Uh, into the depth of the topics that we talk about and so I'm creating an online course I'm creating two of them this year actually but the first one um, is on the question that I get asked most often which is how do I overcome fear and so the course is untitled at the moment but it will essentially be on finding your brave and being able to move through the blocks that some of which we've talked about today to be able to get to the other side to get unstuck So I have my people always telling me what makes them stuck and how they have difficulty getting from here to there. And there might be healing or recovery or following their dreams Mm. and yet something's holding them back. So this course is on overcoming fear and I can't wait to release it because I think it's going to help people to be really, um, I guess, to dive deeper into what's showing up for them to be able to live their bravest life. Mm, sounds amazing and if people listening are interested and they want want to make sure that they don't miss out would it be a good idea to go and subscribe to your newsletter on your website yeah absolutely so if you go to my newsletter you can download one of my free downloads and in doing so you can tick a little box that says yes I'd like to be subscribed and in my newsletter I'll update you on all the things that are happening but also you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook on at Dr Rebecca Ray or one word Um, and I announce stuff there as well so 
um, you won't miss out. And I hope you find me when you need to find me because there's nothing greater for me in my professional life to be able to connect with people who need the information that I love sharing because it's the struggles that I feel like once we overcome, life gets more expansive and more inspired and things become possible that you never thought were possible. Mm. Oh, so very well said, Beck. I love that. <laughs> now, as you probably know, I have the signature questions that I like to finish off my interviews with. Sure, hit me. All right. So sunset or sunrise? Sunrise. And mornings why? are my favourite. Okay. Uh, because um, I, it's hard to put into words, but I get like a feeling around sundown that, I don't know, it's like the day's over and mm-hmm. it doesn't have the possibility that sunrise holds. I, maybe because I'm a morning person, so mm-hmm. I am very much a lark and not an owl. I don't really function after 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, uh, sunrise for me or any any part of the morning holds so much possibility because I guess my brain's firing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, what are you most appreciative for in your life right now? So many things, but I think being as loved as I am, I I, I couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for Nissa and Bennett and they wrap me in a cocoon that allows me to make mistakes and be imperfect and still encourages me to put meaningful work out in the world because, well, in this in particular, Bennett doesn't even know yet, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, being believed in like that helps me believe in myself. Hmm. I'm sure Nissa needs to hear that. I'll have to <laughs> cut out the little snippet of that and send it across. <laughs> I'll send her a link. <laughs> I'll say, this is how I feel about you here. Click on this link. <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. And what does being your best look like to you? Oh, you didn't tell me you're going to ask me hard questions. Um, <laughs> being my best. I'm never my best. I don't I don't even I don't even know that I resonate with that word. I would say that uh I would probably replace that with if I can say that today I did something which contributed to my uh personal growth and my sense of meaning in life and feeling like I um connected on some level more deeply with myself or with someone else. That, that would come pretty close. Mm, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show again. Thanks for having me, Mon. I can't believe we stuck to the time limit. We never do that. Oh, we like a good chat, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks right. for having me. Babe. Pleasure. And everyone listening, please check out the show notes for all Beck's details of how you can contact her and where you can buy her book. And tune in to the next episode next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>